Welcome to Help and Hope, a podcast of CCEF. Welcome to Help and Hope, a podcast of the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. Uh, I'm Winston Smith, faculty member of the CCF and your host. And we're joined today by uh, Brian Munnings, who's a staff counselor here at CCF, Mike Emlett, who is a counselor and faculty member at CCF, and Miriam Herzog, who is a graduate of our program and an employee here at the CCF. Welcome, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. We have um, a kind of a very, a very tricky question to talk about today. This is uh, a question submitted through our website, and the heading is Tough Love. So here's, here's the question. When is tough love appropriate for adult children? In this specific case, it concerns an older child living at home who shows no signs of faith, is unwilling to help or contribute to the running of the house, and yet also struggles with serious depression. So, sort of about tough love, but about some other complicating factors as well. Mike, do you want to get us started on this one? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think... um one of the first things that jumps out at me is the complexity of of the of the question like it, this is very this question can only be answered in a specific context like mm-hmm. it's you can't in one sense answer the question when is tough love appropriate for adult children without knowing the particular context so i appreciate that the that the questioner is saying well here are the here are the details because it does um, it does factor into how you um, how you answer the question. So context matters. That's the first thing I think that, that jumps out at me. If, if the context were different, if this is an adult child with no signs of faith, unwilling to contribute to the household and actively abusing uh, drugs and alcohol, that might look different in terms mm-hmm. of how you, how you approach it. So context matters. That's the first thing that comes to mind. A second thing that comes to mind is uh, sometimes I think when we ask when we ask this question, it it should as parents, and this is true now as parents of you know younger children, when we ask the tough love question, it it prompts an examination of our own hearts. I think as as parents, sometimes when we ask, what does you know what does tough love look like, or what what kinds of boundaries should I set here? It's actually more about my discomfort and my uh, wanting to have ease and peace and comfort. Um, so I, I think it's important to, as parents, and this is true, I think, in this situation as well as adult parents, let me examine my own heart here. Like, why is, you know, why is this important? Um, am I, is, is the end here, how can I love my adult child better, or is it this is really hard, and I'm really sick of it, um, and I want to get out from underneath this uh, this difficulty. Um, so I think you know, assuming that you that you're doing that, if you will, heart work. Mm-hmm. Go well, ahead. What's what's the difference, Mike? I mean, most parents would say, even in this situation, of course, I love my mm-hmm. child, um, and I think I am trying to act in love, mm-hmm. but this is really hard. I mean, I think you're you're raising a critical distinction. But how can how do people know the difference between the good motives and the bad motives? I think it it probably you you get a sense of that by how you're responding uh, in the midst of this in the midst of this challenge. Are you are you driven to prayerfulness? Are you um, are you angry? You know, are you 
you know, exhibiting a lot of anger towards your child? Is there is there the fruit of the spirit basically in the in the you know in this context versus you know a lot of um, if you will sin on your on your own part? Not that this is going to be a perfect kind of situation, but it if what I'm seeing is a lot of anger and bitterness and discontent, that may be a marker that what's I'm being driven more here in this moment by my own, you know, my own desires for comfort and peace. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing to say, well, I really, I really would like my son or, you know, my, my daughter uh, to be actively involved in the household, or I, I want them to really be part of the privilege of living in the family, you know, responsibilities and privileges in ha- hand in hand. So that's appropriate. It's just if, I, if I'm expecting that so much that my treatment of them is actually maltreatment, then I think that speaks first and foremost to my, to my own heart and the need to address that, even as I you know, clearly love them. I'm sort of having to make some assumptions here, Mike, for the same reasons you said, like circumstances make a big difference. Um, But I'm sort of imagining this situation where you see your adult child sort of um, apparently sort of failing in life, not not moving forward, not Mm -hmm. progressing, not establishing themselves, and even struggling with depression. Mm -hmm. And I'm just imagining how easy it would be to to struggle with feelings of uh, of guilt, mm-hmm. am I? Did I blow it as a parent? Uh, where did where did I go wrong? How much of this is just my fault? And then fear, what's going to happen next? And that and guilt and fear, while being understandable, become horrible motives for parenting mm-hmm. because that guilt and fear will, you know, will tell you, you know, you have no right to to set different expectations for them. You have no right to bring consequences into their world. It can really, guilt and fear can put you in a very passive mm-hmm. position. So maybe, Mike, I'm just sort of... Or fear can make you over-controlling, too. Well, I mean, like true, you can right. actually go the, the you opposite can become, That's right. You can mm-hmm. become very angry and mm-hmm. demanding and mm-hmm. set the bar way too high. So I guess I'm yeah. thinking about your call to self-examination and maybe specifically saying guilt and fear are two motives that I just see fairly regularly in parents who are struggling. And tough love doesn't mean maybe um, being mean, certainly doesn't mean being mean Mm -hmm. or speaking more firmly or assertively. Maybe tough love means, maybe the first thing it means is um, asking the question, what's best for mm-hmm. my child. It seems wisest right and not mm-hmm. what brings me the greatest sense of mm-hmm. relief. Maybe it's being tough on ourselves a little bit mm-hmm. and not necessarily being... Mm-hmm. What I was thinking about with that is having a proactive approach as opposed to a reactive mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. in parenting. Because yeah. I've, you know, I've seen this even just with my small children. They do this, they act this way, they talk back. Oh, what's going on? I must be doing something wrong. And there is the guilt. There is the fear. What if I say this? What's going to happen? As opposed to my husband and I lovingly, prayerfully taking the time to pray through these issues going on with the kids and our own hearts. Maybe we've established a bad pattern because of the way we speak to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're not spending enough time as a family. Maybe, you know. So I think having a proactive plan 
as a husband and wife when you're dealing with whatever you mm-hmm. know child rearing question is mm-hmm. important and having good communication with the person who's living at home if there needs to be repentance maybe you the parent needs to right away go and look at your heart and say i have not treated you lovingly and i need to mm-hmm. repent for these things and let's start over again let's mm-hmm. you know because i've seen that with with several families and things where there's a long standing pattern of either denial running away from conflict or fear or whatever and and then there, there just needs to be some reconciliation before anything can go forward. So, yeah. so may, maybe especially with an adult child. Yeah, yeah. Not to be racked by guilt, but you do have reasons to suspect maybe there's a history here that's right. in your relationship that's a factor. Yeah. That's worth examining yourself and making sure you've taken the log out of your eye. Mm-hmm. And just the importance um, of involving other people that's true. Um, as so well. True. Uh, you, you know, you've, you've poured so much of your of your time into your into your kids, um, and so it's understandable that you, you know, if something goes wrong, you, you take a lot of responsibility. Um, but uh, but you need help. Uh, you need people to come around you to help you see where you where maybe you could move toward your children um, more effectively. Um, so you certainly wouldn't want to hold all these things in uh, and, and become very hopeless mm-hmm. for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and piggybacking on that, Brian, I mean, I think that getting other other people involved and even peers for your adult child mm-hmm. to be involved, like mm-hmm. it, that's really appropriate and, and, and important um, so that it's not just you as, you know, the parent who are negotiating this relationship and what does it look like day to day, but you're also uh, encouraging connection with other people in your, in your community mm-hmm. and in your adult child's uh, community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think with, with depression, it's particularly challenging. Um, mm-hmm. It's not always easy to discern the difference between can't and won't. Um, and so you, you want to have a certain measure of, of grace um, for someone who's very severely depressed. And at the same time, can there be encouragement for, for small steps you know, that, that move the person out of that, that world that can mm-hmm. be very inward? Mm-hmm. Um, but you shouldn't bear the complete weight of, or freight of that. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I think... What you're saying, yeah. Brian, getting other people involved is really important. See, I think maybe part of the, the subtext of this question is my child is seriously depressed. I could easily make things worse. Mm-hmm. Or, or another situation that I've seen where it's a, it's a child with a drug and alcohol abuse or dependency problem where if I, you know, I've, I've heard parents, not in these exact words, but say something to the effect of, well, if I... You know, if I create a standard uh, upon which I then end up evicting them or make them leave even for the night or something, they could end up on the street mm-hmm. or they could end up back on heroin or whatever they're on. I mean, there's, there is this sense of mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to parent my adult child, which means I have very little control mm-hmm. <laughs> legally over what they do, and they're very volatile. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Do you... What, what might you say to a parent who's in that place, you know, where they're they're fearful not for dumb reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. their kid is in a very, very vulnerable place. I think it's it is a it is a huge 
question of wisdom. I mean, that's uh, hopefully not a cop-out, but I, I don't know that there is an easy answer to that, um, to that question. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes in an, in an addiction scenario, there, there really has to be a, um, a stripping of all resources for a person to say, what am I doing? You know, I, I can't go on like this. But in fact, if they've got a bed and meals and freedom to come and go as they as they please and to use as they please, they may never they may never mm-hmm. come to that mm-hmm. to that place where they're faced with their complete and utter need. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm would be more prone in a situation like that to 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 move in that direction. Um, than the situation that this question describes, you know, with, 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 with someone with severe depression. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah that, to me that feels like a very different context yeah. mm-hmm. in terms of what love looks yeah. like yeah. in action. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, we've got to be careful here. I did change that category from, mm-hmm. from depression to, to drug and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess the reason I'm doing that is because I, I hear the drug and alcohol uh, scenarios yes. more often. Mm-hmm. So let me just run with that a little bit further. So, um, and don't don't let me put words in your mouth, Mike. Um, at some point, without consequences, people often won't change, mm-hmm. and and it is risky bringing consequences into a person's world, and there aren't guarantees. Mm-hmm. Right. So you might do a very loving and wise thing. That doesn't mean the consequences are. It doesn't mean that the outcome is a given, or that right. you can control the outcome. Mm-hmm. And and I think you know if I were walking alongside parents in that kind of a situation, I think I would be saying a lot of things that you guys have already said about about needing community, about needing others to help speak into the situation and give you some guidance in terms of how to move uh, towards your child and help them, but also help. Walking in faith, so that you can you can live with the outcome, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, mm-hmm. well, because of what I just said, doing the right thing doesn't doesn't guarantee a particular outcome. Right, that's true. And I mean, just one other thought that comes to mind is the the whole process of of church discipline. Just stepping back from that specific situation is is meant for to reclaim. <laughs> wayward sinners it's mm-hmm. it's not you know, in a sense by putting consequences okay you um you 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 can't partake of the lord's supper you know or you mm-hmm. or if someone is remains you know uh, unrepentant that they're they're not considered part of the the fellowship for until that happens mm-hmm. while that seems very extreme the the end is hopefully to reclaim. It's not meant as a punitive action, but as a restorative action. I think in a similar way, if parents get to the point where they feel like there is no there is no real option other than eviction, you know, for a for an adult child who continues to abuse drugs and al- drug and alcohol, that. The way that's done, the attitude with which that's done, is important as well. Is it mm-hmm. is it punitive or is it restorative? Right. You know, my son or my daughter. I I feel like there's nothing else that we can do mm-hmm. at this at this point. We yearn for you to come back. We yearn for you to um to 
to have, make different choices. And, the, and that attitude can make all the difference in the world. One, one, the same action done out of um, a selfish or angry motive versus mm-hmm. a loving motive can come across completely differently and, and, and provoke a different kind of response. Mm-hmm. So if the attitude is, you're ruining your mother and my life, <laughs> we want you out of the house, right. well, mm-hmm. don't expect a turnaround there. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but if, but, but yeah, like you're saying, Mike, if the attitude is, we love you and we're worried for you and we want to help, and here, here's, you know, here's what we need you to do and here's what will happen if you don't do it, then that's... Mm-hmm. That's very different. Mm -hmm. And I think also, I mean, each individual person, especially an adult child, somebody 18, say, and older, has to wrestle himself or herself with God. And I think sometimes when you have an adult child living at home, mom and dad are kind of protecting, guarding, overseeing, maybe providing food, shelter, etc. And there are no expectations or nothing sort of that the child has to do. And then really no reckoning, maybe, that the child has to make with with God himself. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes until that child is let go, the child can easily just, you know, coast along, either without faith or kind of with weak faith. Mm -hmm. It's not until they have to kind of start making decisions for themselves that they grow tremendously and and are sanctified because they have to call on the Lord himself and, and find resources other than mom and dad. I mean, I moved out when I was 23 to the East Coast, and I just stayed with the family, but I had no friends, I had no car, I had no job, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me, and here I am, you know? So I think because mom and dad let me go, and I went by myself, and, and the Lord was good, and I already had a relationship with God, and, but I think there's that sense of having to let go and let that child face, face life and face God, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. Thank you for your comments, everyone, your thoughts. Thanks. Sure. Thank you for joining us. For more information about CCEF and its resources, visit us on the web at ccef.org.